just to add um, to Anne's welcome, it's great that everybody's here, um, and it, it will be what it is. Um, you know, if something goes wrong, hey, it goes wrong. It doesn't matter. Um, the first Holy Week, nobody had a clue what was going to happen. Jesus was making it up as he went along. So if we find we suddenly have a quiet bit and there's a small person moving, that's fine. But do you know what? I reckon small people are often the best at getting those moments. So I'm sure it will be great. The service is going to proceed unannounced. Um, And the way it basically works is we're going to use some artifacts to help us um, think of some folk stories or cartoon stories of our time. Um, And maybe they might just help us to think that there's a story about Jesus that's kind of got the same symbols in it. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, We're going to begin by singing. Uh, Everything is on the sheet or on the screen. And we're going to sing Tell Me the Stories of Jesus, because that's our theme of today, is stories of Jesus. And if you're able to stand as we sing, that's great. And if you're not, that's great too. part of our prayers of approach this morning, I will be lighting three candles. So you may prefer to pray with your eyes open. Whatever you prefer to do is fine. Let's come to God in prayer. Triune God, as we, creatures you have made, meet in the name of Christ Jesus, inspired by your spirit, So we express our prayers of praise and adoration in the lighting of candles. We light a light in the name of the Maker who lit the world and breathed the breath of life for all of us. Amen. 
We light a light in the name of the Son who saved the world and stretched out his hand to all of us. We light a light in the name of the Spirit who encompasses the world and blesses our souls with yearning. We have lit three lights for the Trinity of love. God above us, God beside us, God beneath us. The beginning, the end, the everlasting one. Amen. children of the church last week. Um, I think I've got most of them in, but a couple of them I'm saving for next week. So come back next Sunday if you want to get all of them. So my first show and tell, and it says on the order of service who it is, so um, no great surprise. Does everybody know who this is? Eeyore. Eeyore. And what story does Eeyore come in? Yes. 
Winnie the Pooh, that's right. And what do we know about Eeyore? He's a donkey, good. Um, anything else we know about Eeyore? Maybe about Eeyore's personality? He's shy, okay, yeah. He's um, not known for being very cheerful, isn't Eeyore? And um, this Eeyore has good reason not to be very cheerful. Um, I think most people, you can look after him in a minute, okay, Bonnie, thank you. Um, most people will have heard of a thing called eBay where you can buy things. And I bought Eeyore actually quite a few years ago to take to a service I was doing somewhere else. And I got Eeyore for one pence. So, poor Eeyore. I was the only person who wanted him. But Eeyore's a donkey, and of course there's a very good story about Jesus and a donkey, and we're going to hear that story, and Bonnie's going to look after Eeyore for me, so that's fantastic. So I think that will make Eeyore a bit happier. Jesus was walking to a big city called Jerusalem. He told two of his friends... Please go into that village over there. You will see a young donkey tied up near a tree, near a gate. Untie it and bring it to me. But what if someone asks us what we're doing, they ask. Just tell them that I need to borrow their donkey, Jesus said. So the men went to find it. They put their coats over the donkey's back to make it more comfortable for Jesus to sit on. Jesus rode the donkey into Jerusalem. People cheered and laid their coats on the ground to make a carpet. They cut branches from the palm trees at the side of the road and waved them in the air as the procession passed. Hooray for Jesus, everyone shouted. Hooray for the special king God promised to send us.
Does everybody have a palm cross? Does Paul have a palm cross? He does. Fantastic. Excellent. Okay. Um, lovely picture on the screen. What have I got here? Coins. Anybody think of a story that's got treasure in it? An ordinary story, not a Bible story. An ordinary story that's got treasure in it. Yes. Treasure Island. Fantastic. Yep. Pieces are right. Pieces are right. That's what the parrot said. We have some parrots up there. In a minute, Bonnie. Uh, anybody think of any other stories that have got treasure in? Sorry? Which which one? Sorry? Is what a Bible story? Um, is which a Bible story? Sorry, the, what you've just said. Okay, um, no, just any other ordinary stories. Sorry, I, mis- I wasn't listening properly. Any other stories? Sorry? Okay. Tinkerbell, the pirate fairy, good. What can you think of? Pirates of the Caribbean. I thought I heard that one from the front. That was what confused me. Okay, so lots of stories with treasure. We're going to hear now a story about Jesus that has, if not treasure, well, certainly lots of coins. Jesus and his disciples went into the city and walked through the streets to the temple. Jesus went into the temple to pray. It was like a crowded market with people buying and selling cows, sheep, and doves and changing money. Jesus was very angry. He stormed through it, overturning the tables and seats of the sellers and driving them and the animals and the birds out of the temple. God's house is a house of prayer, he shouted, but you have turned it into a den of robbers. When all was quiet and peaceful again, he talked to the crowds of people, teaching them about God.
next object is what? A heart. Now then, you see who, who actually read the same fairy story books as I did, because I had to think quite hard to find a folk tale or a fairy tale with a heart in. But can anybody think of a story where a heart is really important? And you might know one that I haven't thought of, so that'd be fantastic. Can I have one in a minute, Bonnie? Okay, just want to talk to the people first. You're doing well at the waiting. Anybody? Anybody? No? Anybody remember the story of the tin soldier or the lead soldier who only had one leg? It's in my fairy story book. I don't think it's exclusively English. The Tin Man, the tin man yeah, and the ballerina. That's true. The, thank you. The tin, thank you. Well done. Phew. The Tin Man in The Wizard of Oz was seeking a heart because... Happy the Happy Prince. Good. Yep, there's a heart there as well. Just the one about the soldier, um, this one-legged lead soldier, tin soldier, he falls in love with the paper ballerina. And... It can never be. This is a love that can never be. And, and sadly, uh, not the happiest of stories, um, the child gets fed up with the one-legged tin soldier and throws him in the fire. And a gust of wind catches the paper ballerina and she lands in the fire as well. And when the fire's finished, what they find is a little heart made of the tin soldier wrapped in the ballerina's frock. Okay, it's a bit of a silly story, but it's a story about love somehow, that love... Um, is important, and that's true with the Wizard of Oz, and that's true with the Little Prince. Now, Anne read out for us at the start of the service the names of some people who are not able to be with us for lots of reasons. It would be lovely to take a heart to each of those. So let me think. Sarah, could you take one to Graham, Little, to take home for Margaret? Um, Freya, could you give one to to Margaret Semple to take to Jean Delmore? This is when I have to kind of get my brain in gear. Um, I've got to remember all the names. That's embarrassing, isn't it? Althea. Will somebody be seeing Althea in, in the next few days? Anne. Okay, so... Um, who's over there? Where's, where's Aidan? Aidan, would you like to take one to Anne? So she can take it to Althea. Um, who else was on the list, Anne? Netta. Who would like to take one to Alan to take to Netta? Um, Atlanta, would you like to take that to Alan? Who's Alan, if you put your hand up so she, Atlanta can see you and take a, take a heart to him. And the last one, or five? Mrs. White. Uh, Wendy, you'll be seeing Mrs. White, will you, this week? Yes? Um, Glory, could you take one to Mrs. White? Now then, we've got heart, enough hearts left, I think, for the children if they don't all run away. So, children, would you like to come and get a heart? And remember that the hearts are to remind us about love. And then when we've all got one, I think we're going to hear another story. Some of the religious, some of the re- religious leaders came up to Jesus and asked him, "Which is the most important command in the holy book?" Jesus replied, "The most important rule is love God as much as you can with all your heart, 
all your mind and all your strength. And the next one is love other people just the same way as you love yourself. All the other rules that Moses wrote down and all the things that the old-time prophets said, they are just trying to explain these two commands. in Aladdin with a lamp like this. A genie, that's like mm, 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 mm. out comes a genie and gives him how many wishes? Three wishes. I think we'll let somebody else look after this because you've got Eeyore to look after. This is, it's an Aladdin's lamp but this is the kind of lamp they had when Jesus was living on earth. So that's why I picked this picture, and somebody's going to tell us a story that's got some lamps just like this in it. Jesus tells a story. Jesus told lots of stories. Some were easy to understand, and some were very puzzling. But all of them were interesting. Here's one he told about ten girls. Once upon a time, there were ten girls who were invited to a wedding. In those days you had to wait outside for the bridegroom to come and he might not arrive until after dark. So the girls took their oil lamps and went to wait for him. Five were wise and they took some spare oil for their lamps, but five were silly and they didn't take any spare oil. They waited and waited and waited and waited, but he still didn't come. It got dark and the girls lit their lamps and still he didn't come. In fact, they waited so long that they all got tired and fell asleep. 
Then, as it got close to midnight, they woke to hear someone shouting, He's on his way. The girls looked at their lamps. They were nearly out of oil. Oh dear. The five silly girls asked the five wise girls to share their oil, but there wasn't enough to go round. Go and buy your own oil, they said, and the silly girls did just that, even though it was the middle of the night and the bridegroom was on his way. Whilst the five silly girls were away, the bridegroom came and everyone went into the party. The door was shut and the people guarding it wouldn't let the silly girls in. Jesus told lots of stories. Some were very easy to understand and some, like this one, very puzzling. But all of them were interesting. I didn't find a picture to do there. Okay. I have two things here because this is what I get when I decided to try and buy the object I wanted off the internet. And this probably looks a bit more like one. Um, it's supposed to be a perfume bottle. Um, anybody think of any stories with perfume in? I struggled a bit here. Or anybody who might have used perfume in a story, even if the story's not about it. What kind of person would have a perfume bottle in a story, do you think? A woman, good. Um, what kind of a woman, do you think? If it was a, a folk tale, would it be um, a widow woman living in the woods or a princess living in a palace? A princess living in a palace. It's a bit contrived, this, but we have to kind of get there. So... A perfume bottle, a beautiful, expensive bottle that contains something very precious. And there's a story of Jesus that had a very precious bottle of perfume. They were house in Bethany where they had been invited for a meal. Whilst they were waiting for the food to be brought to them, a woman tiptoed into the room carrying a huge jar of precious perfume. She came to where Jesus was, opened up her jar of perfume and poured some onto his head and feet. As the lovely smell filled the room, people turned to see what was happening. One of Jesus' friends, called Judas Iscariot, said in a a loud voice, What a waste! That could have been sold for a lot of money. The money could have been given to help poor people. The woman looked sad, but Jesus smiled at her kindly. Leave her alone, he said. She has done something very lovely for me. There will always be poor people for you to help, but I won't always be here. People will forget lots of things, 
But from now on, when people share my stories, they will be told about this woman and what she has done for me. Jesus, Judas was so cross and disappointed that he slipped off to the religious rulers and agreed to help them trap Jesus. So here we have some food and drink. Anybody think of a story, not a Bible story, where people have food and drink, where people might have a banquet or something? Yes. That's a Bible story, and we're going to come to that one in a minute, so that's fantastic. But we're just trying to think of stories that are not in the Bible first. Yes. A banquet, yep, stories about banquets. Great idea. Um, I think that at the end of every fairy story... When the prince and the princess get married, or when everything comes right, there would be a banquet with lots of food to eat and lots of drink to share. So we're going to actually share in a story, and Sarah's going to lead us for this um, sharing in this very important story of Jesus. It's Passover, Jesus told his friends. Time for a special meal. When the meal was ready, Jesus said, This is the last Passover meal we will eat together. Soon some sad things are going to happen. Jesus held a loaf of bread and broke it into pieces. Thank you, God, he said, and gave it to his friends. When you eat this, I want you to think about me. So we're going to share some bread, because Sarah's told us how Jesus shared some bread with his friends. Um, Freya and Lancelot and Glory, would you like to come and take some bread um, and just pass it on to the grown-ups and the children so everybody can share in this special meal as we remember how Jesus had um, one last meal with his friends. 
After the meal, Jesus held a cup of wine in his hands. Thank you, God, he said, and gave it to his friends. Pass this round and all have a drink from it. Then he said, soon someone in this room will choose to not be my friend anymore. Now let us join our prayers together. Gracious God, we are happy to join with the people of Jerusalem in welcoming Jesus, for we too feel we do not have enough control over our own lives. We too long for release from the things that oppress us. We too hope for better things to come. We find much that suits us in city life, but we are ashamed of what we avoid seeing. So come into our cities, Lord, with their housing problems and vandalism, sectarianism and violence and poverty, child neglect, addiction, loneliness, political neglect, and so much stress for many, come to rescue us from all that is destructive and help us to work for the greater good of all. 
So we understand something of the people of Jerusalem long ago, and we too shout our hosannas and know that you, God, want a joyful people. We ask your forgiveness for the times when we make our faith austere and inflexible. And thank you for the times when we catch a vision that stimulates our enthusiasm for our faith and our Christian heritage incorporated in this congregation. We confess that we move easily from elation to despondency, though we have little cause for gloom compared with so many of the world's people living in desperate conditions. We thank you that our TV screens show us so much of folk living far away whose happiness is not diminished by their simple and difficult lives. And we realize we have much to learn from their example. We pray now for those whose plight has moved us as we watch our events, watch events on television. For those who long for an explanation of how a plane can disappear without trace of their loved ones. For those who have found a human relationship turning to hatred and tragedy. For those distressed by a seemingly happy person who ends life in suicide. For all who find it hard to face a sudden change in their circumstances. We pray for children whom war or disease has orphaned and who have to grow up without any example of human love to model themselves on. And for adults, heedless of the poor example they are offering to youngsters. We hesitate to urge on them a Christian understanding of life and love for which their own experience of life may not have prepared them. But we praise you for those at home and abroad who seek to show them a Christian example and prepare them for the discovery of the way of Jesus. We are alarmed, Lord, at the way in which tribal or national identity can become an excuse for malice and violence. And thank you for what we have learnt of interdependence. So we pray that anger and conflict may not interfere with frank discussion and honest difference of opinion as we prepare to vote on the suggestion of independence from those who have long been our fellow countrymen and women. And we remember those from this congregation and among our own friends who need our prayers at this time and those who have to guide us towards decisions about these premises and ask that we may all give earnest thought and prayer to our need to decide on our future here. Lord, hear these our prayers, which we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
When supper was finished, Jesus and the disciples sang a hymn and went out into the dark streets. They walked to a garden of olive trees called Gethsemane. On the way, Jesus told his disciples that they would soon run away and leave him. At Gethsemane, he asked some of the disciples to stay near the gates while he prayed to God. He walked away to a quiet place with Peter, James and John, and then went on alone to pray for the courage to face the terrible time that was coming. When he went back to Peter, James, and John, they were fast asleep. Couldn't you stay awake just for one hour, he asked. Please keep watch while I pray. And he walked away. After he had said his prayers, Jesus walked back to the three disciples, and again they were asleep. The third time that Jesus woke up the disciples... They could hear loud voices and see torches flashing in the dark. It was the chief priests with the temple guards. Judas Iscariot was leading them to where they could find and arrest Jesus. Judas walked up to Jesus and kissed him on the cheek. This is the man you want, he said. The disciples were very frightened. They ran away, just as Jesus said they would. They left him alone to be marched by the guards back to Jerusalem.